you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9 a.m. you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, where we are here and where we are going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Leo joining us in the studio for the first time (laughs) in the seven or eight months that I've hosted his programs. Mm. It's good to have you here, David. Yeah, it's good to be here. (laughs) Happy Monday, Tabitha, and everyone that's listening. Happy Monday to you. How was your weekend? The weekend, it was a very busy weekend. I was actually in uh, Hobart on Friday, stayed on Saturday. Hmm. I went back yesterday, which is a Sunday, and I'm back here again Monday morning. Welcome. So it's, it's good but, to have yeah, you. Yeah, and it's just to give everyone an idea, it's about a three and a half hour drive um, oh. one way. Wow. Yeah. But it's been a big weekend, but a real blessed weekend. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. We did some video shooting for uh, some church um, church videos and on, on our, one of our apps called Waymaker. Mm. So if you look up an app called Waymaker, that's for our... Uh, our youth in our Seventh Day Adventist Church, check it out, and you might see those videos that we we shot in the weekend. Oh, I'm going to look them up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you made it, David. Um, So I haven't talked to you, like I'm talking to you for the first time in like three months, since in two months since we um, took our Christmas break. Um, So what is the most significant thing that has happened in your life since we last talked, like in the span of December, January, and... You know. Right. Okay. We we did we did talk a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't talk in depth. No. Uh, so I, th- I think seeing each other and catching up has been a long time, Tabitha. But yeah. um, one of the big things I think has happened is uh, over the three week break. I might have shared with everyone uh, if they listened a couple of weeks ago, but um, I noticed hanging out with my kids that there's been some significant changes that I didn't actually quite notice throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So they're they're definitely growing up on I me. Mean, my daughter turns eleven tomorrow. And my son that's 14, we're having more, uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm talking to a man sometimes, you know, the way he thinks and responds and puts things together. I'm like, well, okay, this is not my little boy anymore. Um, and we've been in quarantine twice. I know. Yeah, they, they came up with a positive a couple of weeks ago. I shared my frustrations last week with Jason and, and the audience. Mm. But I'm glad that that seven days is over. And there's nothing to report. I said last week there was no symptoms or anything. And this week, there's no symptoms. Mm. What <laughs> do you do when you're in quarantine seven days? Yeah, well, I got to do a lot of um, phone calls. Mm. Uh, uh, that's how I had to do my work was through phone calls and uh, going online you know, just doing administration things. Oh, but, yeah. um, yeah, having my, my, my wife and kids were around too. My wife was working from home mm. and trying to get my kids to do schoolwork. Oh, good. <laughs> was, if you can work tough. online, actually, it's good for you because you'll get a lot of things done. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, I'm, it's, it's glad to, I'm, I'm glad to have, you know, had the experience of how much I'm blessed with family and could reflect on how important it is for us to have community. Yeah. yeah, I miss my community. Oh, yeah. You get people to drop food for you and <laughs> such kind of things. Um, and just to remind our listeners uh, to that you can listen to f- um, our programs through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Um, that is faithfm.com.au, um, where you can also listen uh, to previous e- episodes that we've already done. 
and um, our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, feel free to text us any questions, any feedback, or any answers to some of the questions that we may ask, and we can be we can share them um, on air. And you can also um, send your request for the free book offers. Um, we'll give you more information later on. Um, so, David, I believe this is our third. This is the third yes, episode of yes. your series, Encounters with Jesus. Yep. Um, so, what do you have for us today? Yeah, Encounters with Jesus. So, we're going to go through. The, you know, last last year, we went through people that had personal encounters. You know what what happened to them. This this time, I'm going through the parables, the words, or the teachings that Jesus taught. And so far, the first one we 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 covered the um, the first one we covered was. The metaphor, the metaphor of the clothing and the wineskins. Uh, last week we looked at the seed and the soil. And last week's parable started with the kingdom of God is like. And so it's looking at the seed and the soil as in you know, these four, four places where the seed is planted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the different responses that come with it. And Jesus encouraging us to have a good soil. You know, be humble. Let that soil, you know, take time, spend time with it. Let it... Um, you know, marinate and, and grow into what God wants to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens in this one, what we're going to cover in this one is with know thy enemy. And with God's kingdom comes opposition. Mm-hmm. There is an enemy at play. Not only, not only wants to destroy uh, God's kingdom, but the people that belong to that kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're going to look into that parable today, which is found in Matthew 13, 24 mm-hmm. to uh, 30, uh, 29. We'll mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, I, I was just, it just remembered that I actually hosted your first program. It's, I don't understand what's happening to me. I'm forgetting things a I, lot I, lately. The, what, I, what I've discovered, just yeah. blame everything on COVID. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that's cool. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, should we pray first? or? Yeah, absolutely. Before mm. we do the reading? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Father in heaven, as we hear the word, Lord, we pray that our hearts can be like that soft soil where your word can grow. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, the title is a Parable of the Wheat and the Weeds. Yep. Um, here is another story, and I'm reading from the NLT, New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. Um, here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat and then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. And the farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? Um, an enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Sh- um, should we put out the wheat? They asked. No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the wheat, tie them into bundles and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. Aha. Uh-huh. So, now we've got a parable that's quite different to the um, the one last last week. We actually do get an explanation of this. Mm-hmm. Which uh, comes further down, mm. but um, um, uh, if you're listening, let's just stick with what the parable is for now. Yeah, uh, we can see there's a few characters involved in this. Mm. Right, you've got you've got the uh, farmer, you've got the seeds, then you've got the enemy that plants their seeds, which is weeds, and so and workers. Yeah, and the, and the and the servants come, the workers come and say, "Hey, master, we've noticed a difference. You know, um, th- didn't you?" 
You said that unaware of the enemy. They said, didn't, weren't you the, didn't you say you planted yeah, the good seeds? He says, I sure did. And they said, there's another seed, but the farmer knows straight away. Yeah, well, definitely wasn't me. I know who, I know what, what's happened. An enemy has planted this. Mm. You know, and, and then the servants ask, well, what do you want us to do? Mm. He says, just wait till the harvest time. Mm. Wait till the harvest time and then we'll bundle up the, the, the weeds first mm-hmm. and then burn them. And the wheat will bring into the into the barn. Mm-hmm. So we've got some uh, solid symbols here to look at. And last week I said, let's not get too caught up in the finer details. The things that we just mentioned, these are the main parts of the story that we should focus on. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll ask you a quick quick question, Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important for us uh, that we know who the enemy is? Why 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 should we know that? Mm-hmm. Well, according to the saying, <laughs> keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah. I believe like when you are aware of what your enemy is doing, then you are more um, watchful. Ah. Yeah. So more, like. <laughs> yeah. You're more aware, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, this is a very popular book. It's called The Art of War. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. Yeah, Shunzu. He's a, I think in my teenage years, you know, loving that whole combat idea. And uh, but he says, know your enemy because he says, for every victory gained, you will suffer a defeat. Mm. If you know neither the enemy or yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Mm. And it says it's interesting what he's what he's uh, trying to say here is, um, every time you come up short, you know, every time if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to quit something or or uh, you know, trying to do something that's good, and every time you come up short with that thing, you have to reflect on why. Why did why did this happen? Mm. You know, and, and when you understand the uh, the conflict, when we look at the the lesson, when we look at Jesus and who his enemy is, right? And we'll learn if you don't already know, mm. the enemy is Satan, the devil himself. And if you know the way he works and what what uh, uh, the way he operates. Then when you are, when you have a, a thought of selfishness or a desire that you know is is not correct, then you know hey, what what is it that's happening to me right now? Mm. You know, and usually usually we find out, and like the the parable is trying to point out, there's there's a conflict at play here. It's a cosmic conflict. So when we go into the next segment, we'll start opening up what that cosmic conflict looks like. You know, what 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 is actually happening in this parable, mm. and. Um, as, as we think about what an, what happens to an enemy, I suppose there are people in our lives that we consider enemies. I don't know if you've ever had any opposition in your life, Tabitha. Oh, when I have school. several. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I want to ask, hmm. you know, well, you, you probably remember how it made you feel you know, when, you, when that happened. Like for me, you know, it's pretty hard when uh, you've got a friend that you trust. You know, you've shared things with, you know, and you've done things together. Hmm. And uh, when you work out, that they're actually secretly been working against you, mm. you know, and, and you just feel betrayed, you know. I feel, mm. man, this this isn't right. You know, this is not how it should turn out. And and I was I was a young young man at the time and thought, and I thought I had all the a lot of guys that I brought close into my circle, mm-hmm. they were all worthy of that trust, and I believe this guy was one of them. Mm. And only to find out, man, he wasn't. It's disappointing, you know. Mm. It's like, man, I I divulged things to you, and uh, you know we. We helped each other out in certain things, only to find out that no, he doesn't. He doesn't really like me. Mm. He, do, he doesn't like the things I'm doing. He wants to take me out. You know, it's uh, he, he wants to destroy the things that I'm, I'm all about. But I wonder. I'm thinking to the listeners. You know, what are, are there have there been times in your life 
where you've had an enemy do something, how has it disrupted your life? Mm. And what, did they, what did that do to you? So, Yeah, yeah. Text us um, <clears throat> your responses to 0488880891. How has someone you thought was your enemy um, disrupted your life? Um, let's listen to this first song, God Leads Us Along by the Ford Forbes Family. In shady green pastures So rich and so sweet God leads his dear children
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was God Leads Us Along by the Forbes family. And you're listening to Tazian Counties on Faith FM and we're talking with David Lear on the topic of, on the topic of knowing your enemy. And um, before we went for a break, I asked a listener question. Um, how has someone you thought to be your enemy uh, disrupted your life? Um, I'll share my quickly share my own experience. Mm. Um, so this is a my other job. Uh, I work as a disability support worker, and um, so this is one of my colleagues. Um, well, she likes to talk a lot, <laughs> um, and uh, so she said something to my friend uh, that was untrue. Um, she said that oh, I'm lazy. I don't do my job, and that is. Absolutely not true. It's not because <laughs> I'm talking about myself, but like mm-hmm. everyone knows that I always do my job and always even go an extra mile and um, making sure, you know, just doing extra in short. And um, that hurt me because For sure. I did so much. I remember that shift. I worked with that um, colleague of mine and I, I did a lot. Um, I was so tired by the end of the shift. And I was, I wanted to report actually, but uh, my friend said, uh, if you report, you're going to get me in trouble anyway. And you know, all that kind of things, but that, that really hurt me. Yeah. And it made me to be more aware of like, um, what people can actually say or what people can do. And, um, yeah, just watch myself really, which is very, it's a bit uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I just encourage our listeners, share with us how are someone you thought to be your enemy disrupted your life or yeah. how did they disrupt your life? Um, text us on zero four double And we also have a free book offer. Um, it's called Confrontation. We'll give you more information later on. Um, yeah, during the program. So David, in the previous um, section, you talked about, um, we talked, read uh, this scripture passage on the parable of the wheat and the weeds. The and, um, um, sorry, the wheat and the weeds, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what the NLT says. Sorry, yeah, I'm looking at a different translation, but that's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, what what do you have for us in this section? <clears throat> so I just wanted to, for everyone that's been through the passage, just picture that, really, really see that illustration in your mind that uh, there's, pretend you're that farmer. Pretend you're that, you're that farmer that's gone out to sow the good seeds. To, you know, you, you spend all day or maybe all week even doing this type of work. And just think of how insidious that, that uh, act is that while you're sleeping, while your work is arresting, uh, there is somebody out there, perhaps a team as well, that are out there doing the opposite work of what you've done. You've gone to your own field, your workers have gone to their field and put the seed out, and now there's somebody else that's coming out with, with putting weeds of wheat, a, an intentional uh, way of trying to disrupt what you, the work that you're trying to do. Uh, we get When we get the explanation, explanation later on, we find out that in this parable, Jesus is the sower. He's the farmer that's gone out to do this work, and he... He identifies the enemy. Mm. He identifies that this enemy is the devil. Mm. When, you, when you read that Jesus uh, explaining uh, this parable. Now, we have to keep in mind now that God's kingdom has opposition. Mm. For every good thing that God is doing, um, there is there are people that are in allegiance with the devil that want to disrupt that. 
you know, we, we, we go into, um, when we look at the kingdom of Jesus, right, and his intentions of uh, sowing good seed, not only does he sow good seed into the field, which is the world, mm. there are workers involved as well. You know, and, and the person, I suppose, the person that should be upset in the story is like you said, you're upset with your friend. Mm. The person that should be upset in this whole story is it's the servant. Well, it should be the farmer, right? <laughs> oh, the farmer. It should be the the farmer's the one that's made these intentions. He's who put planted this, the seeds? <laughs> yeah, the farmer, right? The farmer okay. plants the seeds, yeah. but the servants. Well, then it puts extra work on the servants, right? Mm-hmm. But they. But in any case, the point I'm trying to make is, mm. as the servants, they trust the farmer. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's extra work. You know, the farmer did not say, "Hey, uh, let's gather together all our best weapons. Let's go find that enemy and fight and, this and person." I, and I want you, servants. I want you to go and 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 bring this murderer to me. Uh, this bring this uh, this disruptor. enemy. Bring this in, this disruptor. Bring this disruptor to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with him. He doesn't say that, and I make a point. I make a point of this because. Some of us, and I'm talking about, when I say us, I'm talking about you too, Tabitha. As workers of the gospel, there's people that have said, you know, Lord, I want to be your disciples. Mm-hmm. There are certainly people amongst us that have made it a priority. When Shun Tzu says in his book, Out of War, Know Thy Enemy, mm-hmm. some people have made it a priority to know who the enemy is mm-hmm. at the neglect of knowing who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can spend all your time, like, you know, just... Discovering who the devil is and all this and that, mm. and uh, you know, and then oh, I'm not spending time getting to know Jesus, right? Even, actually, in Ephesians, it even says to know know who the evil one is and expose his works. So there's nothing bad about that. But when your time starts getting consumed in that, you know, things start happening. I'll, t- I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, before I even had children, mm-hmm. um, I started I started studying some things and looking at you know um, occultism and paganism. And I got in, I got into such depth. You know, I used to look at symbols. You know, I tell my my wife at the time, early in our marriage, mm-hmm. "Hey, you see that see that symbol over there on the on the traffic light? Yeah, that means this." And I'll go through this, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long it took, but I think my wife got sick of it. You know, <laughs> she said, and this is what she said to me, uh, and this is how it went. We pulled up behind a car. <laughs> I won't tell you what type of car it is because I could get in trouble. But I said, "See the symbol for for that car company?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man," she didn't even answer me. Here I was like, "Yeah." I said, "You know the God of," and I told her the pagan, uh, pagan origin and all that. And my wife, my wife responded. She goes, "You know, you talk like that so much. You make you make Satan, you you make Satan out to be as if he's already won." Mm. And it just struck my heart, you know. I was like, oh, oh. you know. And, and in my head, I was thinking, no, Jesus is the winner, you know. Like, mm. so her words saying it, I was like, I do talk like that, you know. But the books I was reading and the stuff I was exposing myself, just, just, you know, I was, I was taking it in, and I was only taking that in. I wasn't reading stuff about like the parables of Jesus, you know, the people that Jesus encountered. I, I felt like I was a. Uh, uh, a special investigator mm. that needed to tell everybody about the report and the, you know the the uh, things that have come up with yeah, and yeah. we can you know so when I say this when I'm saying when I'm telling when I'm telling people you know when you follow Jesus uh, and, and you get caught up in just studying who the enemy is I know what I'm talking about you know I, I've come from a place where 
it's it was actually very fascinating, you know, and I and I really felt like I was uncovering some some mysteries that people needed to understand. But you know, there's a, there's a point you need to get to, and I'm pretty sure some of our listeners have heard the three angels' message. You know, it says the first one is fear God, know who God is. Mm. Second one, second angel says Babylon is fallen. So there is some there is a uh, there is a element of finding what Babylon is about. Mm. But as we said last segment. The only reason you do that is to be aware, is to create awareness where you fail and fall over. You need to know, where does this come from? And then we find out, oh, this is Satan. And we'll we'll cover a little bit about that. You know, I'll, I'll give me if I jump there really quickly. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to do a big Bible study on this, but if you want to have a Bible study, make sure to <laughs> make sure to let Faith FM know and let us know, and we'll, we'll try and uh, organize something for, for you. But the Bible actually explicitly tells us where the enemy comes from. The devil was one of God's uh, high-ranking angels. Hmm. You know, he, he was a servant of God. He was one of the ones that were planting, meant to be planting the good seed. And, uh, you know, he knows how good it is. So he's, how have the, how, uh, how, how have the mighty have fallen? And he's trying to take down as many as he can, you know, with it. He knows that, man, God is good. And so he's trying to create this opposition where every time we fail, we just, you know, as servants, you know, instead of, oh, Lord, what do you want us to do? Oh, extra work. Oh, no, that's going to be too hard. I'm just going to go join the enemy. No, don't do that. Yeah. You know, he says, no, no, wait till the harvest time. And this parable is actually looking down from the beginning to the very end when Jesus comes. Mm. And the, the amazing thing here is, what does it mean for you, you and me? It means this, that from the beginning, mm-hmm. since... Satan has deceived the world mm-hmm. since the beginning. Jesus has been involved in this cosmic conflict, this universal battle of ensuring that people know who he is and what his kingdom's about, and that he they have to let us know who the enemy is because he's been trying to win us ever since. Mm. He's trying to win over our hearts and our minds to say, Hey, you belong to my kingdom, mm. you know, don't fall for that trap, you know. He's uh, Satan has been on this campaign since the beginning trying to tell us uh, the way you know to achieve the world is the best thing for you. That formula mm. is a lie. Mm. And so when God says, no, 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 that's not how it works. Mm. Here's the good seeds. You know, sometimes we think, oh, that, that sounds difficult. Mm. But, you know, no, it's not. This is, this is the good farmer planting the good seeds to tell us, hey, this is the way. This is the way life is. And when I come back, I'm going to collect you and want you to put you in my barn. Mm. That sounds very, um, <laughs> very, very earthly. But you know, like yeah. when you decode the parable, you'll see how awesome that is. Yeah, yeah. It's like stop wasting your time on the least um, on unnecessary things. You know, don't let yourself distracted. Mm, we'll get into that more. We'll yeah. get into that more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our next song is Remedy by The Welcome Wagon. Remedy. Here you are, here 
Remedy by the Welcome Wagon and you're listening to Tazi Encounters uh, with David Leo and David is talking about um, why it's important to know our enemy and uh, in the previous section David you mentioned who the enemy is and that's the devil and uh, that he used to be the highest ranking um, angels but he's now like on the opposite side of um, God and like trying to fight um, God's work behind the scenes. Mm. Um, what, what else do we need to know about this enemy? Well, uh, one of the one of the important points, and I, th- I suppose I could sum sum it up in this way. Um, as I said, uh, a Bible study is something I truly recommend on this topic. Uh, but just to sum it up, I think in John ten ten, uh, Jesus uses another analogy. So instead of being a farmer of sowing seed, he's a he's a shepherd, right? And he and he says two things about the thief which is, again, representative of the enemy. We'll cover that another time uh, during the seg- uh, series. But he says that the thief comes to kill and destroy. 
that's what he's up to. That's what he comes through to 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 God's sheep, mm-hmm. to kill and to destroy. Now that's a that's a pretty violent picture. But I want to want to spell it out like this. Why should we know about him? Mm-hmm. So and you you gave a good answer. You said because uh, we should be aware of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we need to be aware of, you know, one of our deepest desires as humans. Uh, and I, I know that each and every one of us have this. You know, the, the Australian dream is to uh, you know, buy a nice house, you know, get a white picket fence, have a nice family brought up, have a trampoline in, in the house as well. You know, and some swings. That's always nice to bring the kids up and mm, you know, so they can play. That's and, uh, right. And, and we have these desires, and they're, they're great desires. You know, with those desires come things like uh, I've got to be successful at work. Right now, somebody listening right right now is probably thinking, "Yeah, you know, there's this project at work. I've got an interview coming up soon, or I'm doing." And, and that's that's constantly on your mind. That's your drive, right? There are others that are um, having relationships, and a relationship with a, a man or a relationship with this this woman is incredibly important to you, and that's taking up all your mind. It's taking up all your energy and all these kind of things, right? And and others are thinking about uh, maybe they own a business. And so all these desires to be successful, it's a huge narrative or story that each and, all, each and every one of us have been driven to, to believe is if you do well and come up with success and do well in all these things, you'll be satisfied, right? And Satan loves planting those seeds. Mm-hmm. Satan loves planting those seeds. You know, the very moment that we're in school and we get our first golden star for behaving, you know, it's like, wow, from then on, you know, it's just layer upon layer, you know, and when we get our golden stars now, we think, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic or whatever, and if you don't get those golden stars, oh, I'm a loser, I'm a, and Satan loves putting us on that merry-go-round, you know, that's the, that's the seeds that he sows is to make us believe that our achievements and whatever we gain, that's the satisfaction in life, and here's Jesus planting his seeds and saying, I guarantee you that when you allow my word to, um, you know, to be cultivated in your life and allow it to grow and manifest its fruit, that's where you'll find success, mm-hmm. right? So if we have a business, we have these relationships, we have uh, these achievements in school, and we acknowledge, huh, I know this where, where this comes from. This comes from God. You know, the, the Bible says in James 1 verse 17 that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Right, that's where it comes from. That is huge compared to its opposite, where it says this: everything good and successful in my life, I have cultivated this. Hmm. I have done this from, you know, putting in so much effort and the hours and all this. And but no acknowledgement where the source of life comes from. No acknowledgement where the source of energy comes from. Hmm. When you when you fall into health. that, yeah, your health. Hmm. When you fall into that merry-go-round and all credit belongs to you. Well, yes, when the enemy attacks, well, that's on you, yeah. right? That's you. That's because you took on Sean Zeus advice and thought, yeah, I'm going to take on this battle, you know? Whereas the parable tells us your job mm-hmm. is to keep sowing the good seed, mm-hmm. you know? Let me worry about that. Let me worry about this. But you can get involved in the, in the harvest time. So the servants of God are involved in harvesting, not trying to take on the enemy, mm-hmm. right? But... When the harvesting is being interrupted, you know, I mean, think, think about think about the irony in this, mm-hmm. that you're a servant of God and you end up, you know, taking out some weeds, right? You bundle up the weeds ready to put in the furnace, the fire, and then you celebrate that again. Man, I'm so good. I'm such a good 
servant. servant. You know, like I know how to take out the weeds. Man, I've taken out 52 weeds this week. You know, <laughs> how great is that? Man, we're already caught up in that. That they're thinking that the devil would want us to think. That's mm. in a really ironic way. You, wow, you're still caught up in that, that that mentality. But when you're aware of that, when you're proud of that, then it's what Jesus told us: be aware of this. Know where those thoughts and motives are coming from. Mm. Know why you're acting this way. You know, and 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 I truly believe this. I truly believe this for ourselves and anybody else that acts in that 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 way. That um. Satan works. Some are so unintentional. Mm. They don't know they're doing that. You know, it has to be you know, it has to be pointed out. I mean, Tabitha, I'm pretty sure you're like me. When I'm snappy, you know, I say something to my kids or my wife or I actually reflect on it and go, what, mm. what did I talk like that for? Mm. What's, the, what's that about? You know, and you really have to sit down and when you're aware, you're like, oh, man, I need... I need to be closer to the to mm. the farmer right now. Mm. I need to be. I, I think I'm listening to the. I'm doing the enemy's work right now. You know. So you, you once you're aware, well, then you know how to remedy and diagnose what, what's going on. Going well. I need. I need the word of God in my life right now. Mm. Yeah. That's that's what I need. That's 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 the thing that's happening. Mm. And um, but I think we'll we'll jump to the um, the text that actually explains mm. explains this uh, parable mm. and uh, the audience will. For the listeners, if they haven't already started reading that, mm-hmm. they'll start to see, oh, yeah, okay, that's what they were talking about. But um, yeah. Just to quickly add on what you said, um, David, like when you know yourself and when you know what you're capable of and you actually act out of, you know, what you actually feel um, or approve of, let's say like snapping, um, you sometimes you have to, you start thinking, oh, there has to be a reason why. So you thinking either I'm tired I'm probably I'm <laughs> tired and I need a rest mm. or I'm hungry I need to eat or just there's something going on or you're a bit stressed um, yeah and um, you just start sort of understand why you did that and um, yeah and you talk to your kids and tell them oh yeah maybe I snapped at you I shouldn't have done that yeah but you should be doing your job well or something like that mm. Yeah. Um, so should I read this um, explanation of the parable? Yes, yeah, so it's Matthew 13, verses 36, 36. to 43. Yeah. Then, um, leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, Please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Um, Jesus re- replied, The son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world, and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will remove his, from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all, the, all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace. Um, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The righteous will shine like the sun in the in the Father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So here we go. Here we go with the um, the understanding of what the parable's been talking about. Mm. And one of the things you find out about this, you know, being aware of the enemy, it says that the angels of the Lord at the end of time. Mm. So that's talking about when Jesus comes back again. Mm. You know, the weeds and the wheat will be sorted. Mm. 
right? And it says the angels will go out and in anything that brings sin or who has or who do evil, well, they'll be taken to the, the fiery furnace, as was explained in the parable. And I was um, I, I was thinking uh, I was thinking of Isaiah. So this is why I should do the Bible study. But <laughs> in Isaiah fourteen, uh, verses twelve to fourteen, it talks about this angel that says, I will rise above God. Mm. I will be like the most high. I will ascend above the clouds. I'll, and it's this constant, I will Hi. go up and I will. And he's speaking about himself. And when we read about in Ezekiel 28 as well, just by reading these two texts, you get a very um, a very good idea of what Satan is about. It's about me, mm. I. You know, it's about me going up. It's about me achieving and being successful above everything else, and that's the that's the most core desire. You know, I said before, there's nothing wrong with being successful and all that, but when that becomes your only, that's where your value is found, and that desire to, to do that, then everything else is you know, it's not um, it's not important. You know, and and we become selfish, and in our selfishness, if people are going to disrupt things that we're trying to do to make ourselves successful. You fight them. That's right. You snap at them. You know, your your wife and your kids become enemies because they're they're trying to destroy your little uh, project or whatever it is, you know. Mm. And uh, that's that's something we come up with. And and that's the the devil will just love it that we're so selfish that we need to fight each other to make sure that our little personal isolated little kingdoms (laughs) um, is more important than yours. Mm. I remember um, reading this scripture at some point, and it's only a few verses, but um, the number of times that the devil mentions I, the word I, it's like um, seven times. So, yeah, you can imagine. That's right, he's got an eye problem. Yeah. Can't see right. (laughs) Uh, So, our book of, as you mentioned earlier, um, it's called Confrontation, and I. this is by Ellen White. Uh, it was by his words, not by his appearance, that the Savior recognized the enemy. Um, this book explains the secret of Jesus' victory in the wilderness of temptation and how it can be used today. The author delves beneath the surface to reveal the eternal consequences at stake in the ongoing battle between good and evil. Um, in this book, you'll give this book will give you spiritual strength and um, added courage in your own struggles with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, mm-hmm. and the pride of life. of life. So we'll give you the code after the break um, to claim this book. Uh, but for now, let's listen to this song, "The Lamb Wins" by the Lesser Lights Collective.
is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was The Lamb Wins by the Lesser Light Collective. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with um, David Leo. I'm talking about knowing your enemy and um, yeah, so you can understand why bad things are happening. Mm. Um, before the break, I promised to give you the codes to claim our free book offer, which is the book called Confrontation by Ellen White. Um, the code is ENCOUNTER2. So text ENCOUNTER2. Two, the number two, no space in between, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and I will be able to send that book to you. And there's only five copies available, so we'll give them to the first five people to text in. 
I'm David. Uh, I believe this is the last section of today's uh, program. How would you like to wrap up? Yeah, well, I think that song that you just uh, you chose did a really good job of wrapping up where I wanted to go with this. And, That's good. <laughs> and, and, and it's, this is a thought, you know, when, yeah. when we are under attack, when we're in those moments of, and this is what sometimes happens, to, not sometimes, <laughs> this is what often happens to have them. Finally, the more I grow old and, I, and people share their stories and we share, and I share my stories, when something goes wrong, it doesn't come in ones. It doesn't come with a single problem. Mm. It comes, well, like, with <laughs> three to 10 to 15 problems, you know, I mean, your car breaks down. You know, uh, your job's in jeopardy. You find out that you know, your your parent's sick or somebody that you love is, you know, really ill. But it all happens in like this this, this one instance, you know? And um, it's, yeah, there's a saying that goes, I don't know if it's a saying, but like when something, bad things are happening, it's going to get worse <laughs> before well, it gets better. Before it gets better. Yeah. And there's some truth to that, you know? And, and um, I, I don't know whether it's perception, but I... Often when I've heard stories, no, it's it's actually it's actually happening. It's it's a tangible thing that's happening. You can see that life was good for for a moment, and then in this little short time, everything just happens, and that is overwhelming. You know, that's that's a uh, uh, you know, if if, there's, if if we did live in a time where we're battling, that's where the enemy would like to have you overwhelmed. Because once you're overwhelmed, you don't know what to think, and when you're overwhelmed, you Easy to be attacked. Yeah, well, and then and then you switch to default mode. Mm. Switching to default mode, if our default mode is still depending on ourselves because our successes come from everything we do, mm. well, then obviously when problems come, you're going to look to yourself. <coughs> and I can tell you, <coughs> oh, sorry, oh yeah, that's what that's what my wife sounded like during the COVID COVID season, Tabitha. I'm I don't gonna, have COVID. Yeah, so, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really kidding. I'm trying to blame everything on COVID. I said. <laughs> But, you know, when, when, when that happens, you know, when the overwhelming things come and you depend on yourself, you're set up for failure. Hmm. But if you allow the word of God to grow and manifest itself in your life okay. and you're overwhelmed, well, you're set up to trust in the Lord. And what we find in the Bible from the beginning to the end, as overwhelming as it is, when we look at the evidence and we can see that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. Hmm. Tell people, don't forget that. He rose from the grave well, he's conquered death. He's conquered everything that we should be afraid of. He's conquered the the devil. He's taken taken its you know the teeth out of of how it should be hurting us. Mm. And man, that, that that's that's an amazing um, that's an amazing feat. And even um, this book that we are giving away, the mm. con- book called Confrontation, um, it's about Jesus being tempted by the devil and winning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah. in, a, in a in a really in a, in a nutshell, uh, basically at where Adam and Eve fell, all those the, at the tree, the, the temptations that the devil put to him, uh, put to Adam and Eve, they failed on that front. Mm. You know, and then Jesus comes along, and the devil does the same old tricks that he does to every single one of us. Puts the same thing that he puts to Adam and Eve, and Jesus wins on every front. You know, he beats the devil in those temptations, you know, the, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. He beats all that. And then he goes on the cross and successfully beats it, beats death. And now, you know, like what, what I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs, Jesus is the winner man. Jesus is the winner man. You know, like you, you, when you put your, when you put all your eggs in that basket, man, there's, there's a, you can guarantee that Jesus is it. Then I told you the story of one of my friends, uh, 
uh, he's a pastor in Sydney in Zimbabwe about the dog that chased him. No. I, I, I tell I, this is this okay. is this is an awesome story. I love no, this story. <laughs> so look, my my he, uh, pastor to people, he's in he's in Zimbabwe, he tells a story. He'll tell it better than me, but the story sticks with me. When he was a little kid, uh, every time he went to school he would have to walk past this um uh, this fence where uh it was all fenced off until this up until this gate and this gate, you know, you had to physically open and then it, it, it would and then he would walk past the rest of the fence. But Every time we got to the gate, this dog would pounce on the gate. This, this, it would just start rattling the gate, this big dog, and it would bark really loud. And every time, every time the people went past it, he would run fast you know, to get away from it. And then um, one day, he came past the fence, and the, the gate was open. And the dog came out. Oh. And he was like, no way. And he started running, and he could hear um, the, the owner ran out and was saying something and screaming, but he couldn't hear it. He was too scared, you know? And he went, tried to run to the tree, to, to climb the trees and get away from the dog, but it was too late. He felt the dog bounce on his back, and it was a heavy dog. He fell on the ground, and he started screaming as the dog started biting it, biting at him. Mm. And, um, you know, he, he, was, he was scared for his life. The owner caught up and pulled the dog off him. And um, so people looked at him, looked at his wounds to see, you know, oh, man, how bad is it? Nothing. No blood, no bite marks or anything. And the dog said, uh, I mean, uh, the the owner said, "Hey, I was trying to tell you, uh, there's no need to run. My dog doesn't have any teeth." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, friends, mm. Jesus has knocked out the devil's teeth. Mm. You know, as, as, if we know who the enemy is and we're already aware of what he does, just know this: Jesus is victorious. He knows what he's doing. Mm. Amen. Thank you, David, for that powerful sharing, and I. Pray that our listeners have been blessed. Um, what do you have for us next week? Next week, we're looking at the people of God's kingdom. Hmm. The people of God's kingdom. So there's, it's Matthew 13 again, but it's 44 to 46. God's treasure. Hmm. So join us, join David and I next week um, to hear more of what he has to share. And tomorrow we have um, Peter Watts and Jason Cook. And Peter will be talking about taking responsibility. I think this is something that is inevitable once you become an adult. <laughs> Um, and just to remind us, our the code to claim the book offer, uh, which is the book Confrontation by Ellen White, is Encounter 2. And that's text Encounter number 2, no space in between, to 488 and we'll be able to send that book to you. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope wherever you are that you enjoy the rest of your day. We're going out with this song called Come Ye Children of the Lord by the Lower Lights. One, two, three, four. Come, ye children of the Lord, let us sing with one accord. Let us raise a joyful strain To our Lord who soon will reign On this earth when it shall be Cleansed from all iniquity When all men from sin will cease And will live in love and Savior we shall
splendor hill descend Then all wickedness shall end Oh, what songs we then will sing To our Savior 